I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, it is Thanksgiving week. We are talking a lot about gratitude, things that we're thankful for, and of course, uh, all the festivities that will take place over the next couple of days. But we need to go beyond just the headline of what we're grateful for, and that's a good thing to do as we sit around a, a table full of food on Thanksgiving Day. So the question is, what's the science behind gratitude, and what difference does it really make if you have it? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, believe it or not, there is a lot of science behind gratitude. A number of studies uh, that have been taking place over the years that really point to the fact that gratitude is good for you. It may be one of the best things for you uh, as you actually get connected to that. And I actually want to start with a little bit of sound from uh, Dr. Robert Emmons, uh, who's the world-leading scientific expert on gratitude. He's a professor of psychology at the University of California, and he talks about the power of gratitude. Gratitude, I believe, has the power to do three things, to heal, to energize, and to change lives. In fact, people do report a healing power to gratefulness, that it can heal them of past hurts, as well as give them hope and inspiration for the future. People report that it can change their lives, that it represents, in many cases, a turning of the mind to focus not on what, which one is lacking or deprived of, but which one has already. All right, so the definition of gratitude I want to share with you is very short, very simple, but it consists of two components. Number one, it's an affirmation of goodness. We affirm that there are good things, benefits, gifts, that life is good. doesn't mean that life is perfect, but all in all, as we look at our life as a whole, if we look at life accurately, we can identify a number of good things or some amount of goodness in our life. Second step, though, is figuring out where that goodness comes from. We make an attribution, psychologists would say. We make a causal decision, inference, where does this good stuff come from? Who do I give thanks to? If I am thankful, almost implies, doesn't it, a, a giver behind that gift. There's someone to give thanks to. I think that's an important point of that uh, in terms of it's not just racking up uh, the good things. It's, it's understanding who to be grateful to. Uh, as part of that, uh, many of the studies continue to point to things like uh, gratitude allows us to celebrate the present. Uh, I think that's an important thing. It's so easy to look back on past things, uh, especially past things that may have been negative or uh, or hurtful. Uh, it's so easy to take offense. And when we do that, uh, our ability to to feel that gratitude and uh, to express it in the right way and to be present. Uh, I, I think most of our stress and our anxiety and our troubles come when we are either looking back, remembering past problems or past negativity, uh, or we're, we're projecting forward and saying that the current 
negative situation that I'm in is going to stay that way forever. And that ability to be present is what allows us to actually have gratitude, celebrate the moment. I think that's an important thing. Many of the studies also point to the fact that gratitude actually blocks uh, toxic or negative emotions. It's kind of that downward spiral of thinking where we get locked into the negative and we rehash it over and over and over again. We become bitter because we're sort of stewing in our own juices as opposed to being grateful for what we do have and what we can do next. Uh, Most studies uh, that I've seen point to the fact that people who are grateful uh, are much more resilient and they're actually more resistant to stress. Uh, Stress impacts them a little bit different because of that gratitude. That also, of course, impacts their self-worth. We know that uh, grateful teens are 10 times less likely, less likely to start smoking and taking up other drug use. Uh, that's an important thing in terms of our, our young people. Uh, grateful people also tend to bond more tightly with the local community, and they tend to be more engaged in the local community. Uh, Emmons also concluded in his study uh, that those who do keep a, a very simple gratitude journal on a weekly basis, don't have to do it every day, but at least on a weekly basis, uh, they, again, are more optimistic, they're more confident, Uh, about where they are in the world and what they can do. Young adults who are intentionally grateful, so again, not passively, but you you have to do it with some intent. So being intentional about it, I think, makes a huge difference as well. Uh, That young people uh, who are intentionally grateful uh, report that their alertness, enthusiasm, determination, and attentiveness uh, and energy are also higher, which I found that to be quite interesting. Uh, children who practice grateful thinking uh, have more positive attitudes towards school, towards family, uh, towards community. All of those things are, are critical pieces of the puzzle. And so there is a whole lot of science uh, behind gratitude. It isn't just something we do around the table on a Thanksgiving day. Uh, it's something. It's really more of a way of being. It's a way of living. It's a way of understanding the world around you. We live in a world that's very entitled and filled with instant gratification. Uh, Those are two things that I think are uh, contrary and become inhibitors for us being able to feel gratitude or thankfulness uh, for what we have and what we've been given. Uh, And while we do have so many things, especially in this country, uh, that we can be grateful for, uh, we have to to do it with a little bit of intention because it is so easy to get wrapped up in the negative And you can go down that rabbit hole really easy. Uh, I often talk about it in terms of uh, forgiving, uh, that you really only have to forgive once. Uh, But to hold a grudge or to be bitter or to be ungrateful, you got to recreate those negative emotions over and over and over again. And so it's just easier. It's easier to forgive. It's easier to have gratitude. Uh, the others just tend us to, to, to send us down that rabbit hole uh, that's pretty miserable, by the way. And so often when we're down in that misery, we tend to pull other people down with us. And and to me, that's, uh, that's just such an interesting part of the program that uh, grateful people, and, and I've seen grateful people around the world, and it has very little to do with what's in their bank account or what's parked in their driveway or if they even have a driveway. I've seen grateful people uh, with a lot of money, and I've seen grateful people with no money. 
I've seen grateful people in wonderful relationships and surrounded by family. And I've seen grateful people uh, by themselves on the street. And so it's not a matter of geography, and it's not a matter of economics. Uh, there is some science behind it, and uh, that's what we have to remember as we look at gratitude. Again, it's not a day. It's not an event around the uh, Thanksgiving table. It's a way of living. It's a way of being. Uh, I think it's living more intentionally, more thoughtfully, and ultimately, in the end, more powerfully. Check out the science of gratitude this week. It's worth an explore. Take a deep dive. Elevate your conversation around your Thanksgiving table. We'll be right back. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.